You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 82. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode is all about protecting your Facebook ads account. And the reason that this episode came about is because I have this wildly engaged private Facebook group for my program, Webinars That Convert. It's a new webinars program I just came out with, and the private Facebook group is incredibly active. And they're constantly asking questions and talking about their success and their struggles with creating a webinar system. Well, one part of the webinar system that I teach is all about using Facebook ads to fill up your email list and fill up your webinars. And so because we talk about Facebook ads so much inside the program, a few of the members have recently got their ads account shut down. And when a few members talk about getting their ads account shut down, then it feels like every member is going to get their ads account shut down. There's like this fear that runs through the group and I'm really sensitive about it because I know that it's a very small minority in terms of who it's happened to, but it's a very big fear for everybody else. And so it's something I wanted to address. So I recently did a private training for my webinars that convert group all about this topic. And I invited my good friend Rick Mulready to the private training and together we kind of riffed back and forth about some of the key areas that you need to pay close attention to. And it was a webinar, so they saw slides and some videos and all that good stuff. So it was really special for them. But at the same time, I thought this is such great information that I want to at least package it up a little bit. I won't go into so much detail here, but I wanted to give you the 10 areas where you should really be paying attention to when it comes to running Facebook ads so you can protect your account. Now, in full disclosure, a lot of this information was created with me learning more from Rick Mulready. So I want to give him full credit. I'm going to link to an amazing article and episode he did on his own podcast about protecting your ads account. And I'm also going to link to the Facebook ads guidelines because I think anybody running ads should check those guidelines on a regular basis because they tend to change a lot as well. And so I'm going to link to some of Rick Mulready's stuff and then the Facebook ads guidelines so you can really be informed. And again, I want to just give Rick a shout out because he's the guy that really knows so much about this topic and he's taught me what I know. So I wanted to give him credit there. But these 10 tips I'm going to give you today will really help you stay aware of what you need to be paying attention to when you're creating Facebook ads. Now, before we jump into it, I wanted to let you know that the freebie for this episode is a list of these 10 tips I'm going to give you and a little commentary of each. So you're always staying aware of them. So if you want the freebie, so you don't have to take a bunch of notes today, but you want to have that information All you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 82 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 82 download, or you can text the phrase 82 download to the number 33444. So you can text 82 download to the number 33444. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive in. So let's jump back to our podcast. 
Let's jump into tip number one to protect your Facebook ads account. And that is to add a privacy policy to your registration page. So if you're running an ad to let's say a page where people are signing up to get some kind of freebie, if you're collecting name and email or any information, you need to have a privacy policy at the bottom of that page. So by having a privacy policy, I mean, you're going to link to more information. So on my show notes, I'm going to show you how I do it on my own registration page. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 82, you can see exactly how I do it. And I'll link to one of my live registration pages so you can actually link to the privacy policy. Now I'm not a lawyer and I don't necessarily do this perfectly. So I want you to investigate this on your own, but I want to give you some tips and help you understand what goes into a privacy policy. So basically Facebook is saying you need to disclose how you're using the information that you're collecting. So there's this great article by Justin Brooke, and I'm going to make sure I link to it in my show notes, but he goes over some questions that you want to answer in your privacy policy. So questions like what information are you collecting? How do you collect the information? How are you going to use that information? And what control does the customer have over their personal information? And how do you protect that information? So you need to answer these questions. So honestly, what you could do is find somebody who's using a privacy policy that you really like their privacy policy and you feel like it's actually saying the right thing. And you can model your own after that. My privacy policy lives on a random page on my blog. Like it would be hard to find, but I link to my blog and it's like a privacy policy that looks like an article on my blog. So that's how I do it. And I include all this information I just mentioned, but it's important that you actually have that link. Facebook will be looking for it. What's important to remember is that when Facebook is looking at your ad in order to approve it or disapprove it, they're not just looking at your ad copy or your ad image. They're also looking at where you are sending traffic. So they're looking at your registration page or your blog post that you're sending traffic to or wherever you're sending traffic, they're looking at that page as well. And that's where they're going to look for the privacy policy. So it's really important that you include it. Moving on to tip number two, you want to disable all pop-ups on your page where you're sending your ad traffic. So a lot of people will send Facebook ad traffic to a blog post, which is a great idea. And that's a topic for another show. And I've already talked about it a little if you follow my podcast episodes, but Facebook loves when you send ad traffic to content that is in front of an opt-in, meaning you don't have to opt-in to get the content. Usually you pay less for those ads and usually Facebook looks at them very favorably. Now, let's say that's what you're doing. You're sending your ad traffic to a blog post and maybe somewhere in that blog post, you can have people opt in for a freebie if they want it. Well, that's a great strategy, but you can't have a pop-up appear, let's say 20 seconds after someone jumps on your blog post. So a lot of us use pop-ups. I think they're fantastic, but you can't have them popping up on the page where you're sending your ad traffic. Facebook does not like this. It's against their guidelines. And they not only will disapprove your ad, this is one way to get your ad account actually shut down. So disable all pop-ups that appear automatically on a page where you're sending ad traffic. This is different than let's say a lead box. I talk a lot about lead boxes. I absolutely love lead boxes and I use them for all my podcast show note pages. So if you went to amyporterfield.com forward slash 82, you'll see a yellow box 
where you can click on it and then a box pops up. It's a lead box where you can opt in to the cheat sheet for today's episode. That's different than just a pop-up that happens automatically. So just wanted to make that clear, disable all those automatic pop-ups. Number three, pay attention to your reputation on Web Trust. Now, this is one that I had to really consult with Rick Mulready because I looked at him one day, we were at Starbucks and we were working on something and I'm like, what is this? This is ridiculous and just doesn't make any sense to me. What's weird to me about this one is that this whole Web of Trust thing that I'm going to tell you about in a moment is totally not affiliated with Facebook. It's a third party website review service. And it has no affiliation with Facebook. And I thought this was the weirdest thing, but it's in their guidelines. So first Rick laughed at me because he knows I get very frustrated with this kind of stuff. And then he explained it to me and said, what you need to do is make sure that you are not sending any ads to pages that have been flagged as having a bad reputation by Web of Trust. Now, how do you know if that page has a bad reputation? Well, you'll go to www.facebook.com. M-Y-W-O-T.com. So my web trust, M-Y-W-O-T.com. I'll put it in the show notes as well. So you go there and you can look up different pages and see what kind of reputation and you can get some information if, if maybe one of those pages you're going after has a bad reputation. So you can look into this further. My goal with this episode today is to just make you very aware that this is something you need to look into. Now, this leads to tip number four, which is all about lead pages. So as you may or may not know, I am a huge fan of lead pages and I use them all of the time, all of the time. And I send a lot of my ad traffic to lead pages. So registration pages and opt-in pages of any kind, they typically are lead pages. Now, what you need to know here is that lead pages is currently working on fixing this because it, it seems like they got a bad rap and they shouldn't. But I guess some lead pages got some bad points against them. So with Web of Trust, they had a low score. And because of that, Facebook sometimes flags URLs that have the lead page in the URL. So it's not really anything lead pages has done. Maybe some of their users have kind of taken their reputation down a little bit with Facebook. And so Lead Pages is working on it, but in the meantime, they have this amazingly simple solution and it actually looks better for your brand. So here's what you do. When you're using Lead Pages, I want you to use the Lead Pages plugin. It's really simple. So if you have a WordPress site, you're going to add the Lead Pages plugin. And then what you'll do is you'll go back to Lead Pages, you'll set up your pages just like you always do, and then you'll go over to your WordPress site Go inside the plugin and you can make those pages live and they'll live on your blog and you get to have a URL that has your website name in it. So for example, instead of amyporterfield.leadpages.blah, blah, blah, whatever. Now, because I'm using the plugin, it's going to be something like amyporterfield.com forward slash free guide. And that's getting pulled through my WordPress site. And so it has the correct URL that doesn't have lead pages in it. And I think it just looks better because it's all my branding and and really doesn't need to say anything about lead pages. We shouldn't be putting URLs out there that say lead pages in them anyway, because I think it's smarter branding to have your website slash whatever it is that you're promising them when you're sending them to a landing page. So get the lead pages plugin, 
If you have a WordPress site, it works really easy. I'm telling you, it's like a few clicks. There's no big techie stuff involved because you know me and techie, we're not friends. So this one is really simple to do. Let's move on to tip number five, and that is that your landing page must accurately reflect what is being promoted in your ad. Now, this one probably sounds like a given to most of us, right? Well, you'd be surprised though when someone reads an ad and they land on your landing page and they're confused. If there's any confusion, then you don't have good alignment between what you're promising in your ad and what you're showing on your landing page. And Facebook is looking for this. They don't want any bait and switches. They don't want anything confusing. They don't want their users to feel like they've been taken advantage of. And that reminds me, one thing I learned from Rick, and he's such a a valuable resource for me because he said, Amy, you've got to think of it this way. Facebook wants to create an amazing experience for their users. Facebook wants you to feel as a user that you're taken care of. You have an awesome experience every time you jump on and you don't have to dodge bullets here and there with any ads that might pop up. So they're looking out for their users and that's a great thing because the better experiences that people will have on Facebook, the more likely they'll check in. And if we're running ads, the more likely they'll see our ads. And if Facebook keeps it as a good experience, then they're going to look at our ads favorably. So it all kind of goes together. It helps us as marketers. And of course it helps those that are just users on Facebook and they just want to have a good time while they're there. So with this whole thing of having your landing page be fully aligned with your ad, sometimes you might want to go to the extreme if you're having any problems getting your ads approved and use the same colors and fonts in your ad image as you do on your landing page. So make it visually aligned and also use the same language or similar language that you're using in your ad on your landing page as well. So that's just something to keep in mind. If you're having challenges, that might help you kind of bridge the gap between what Facebook is not liking about your whole ad campaign. So making them more aligned could really help you. Now, when they're really different, that could get your ad account shut down. So remember, no bait and switches, but I can't imagine anyone in my audience doing that. So I don't really even think I need to say that. So let's move on. Moving on to tip number six is to be mindful of your ad copy. Now, this one is really, really important. And let me be honest, this one's frustrating and a little bit confusing because Sometimes people get away with one thing and then someone else tries that and they get their ad disapproved or worse yet, they get their ad account shut down. So we have to remember that 80% of the time your ad is going to be approved or disapproved by a robot. And then from there, it might get seen by a real person that will then shut it down. So sometimes you've had the experience probably if you run ads that you're running ads, the ad gets approved, two hours later, disapproved. I remember the first time that happened to me, it was like maddening. Like, what could have changed in the last two hours that you don't like my ad? Well, a robot had approved it, a real person looked at it and thought, "Mm, no, that's not gonna work. And so this happens a lot. So watch your ad account carefully. So if anything got approved, well, then you wanna think, okay, well, if it got approved, let's check it in a few hours. Let's check it tomorrow. I think when you're running ads, you should check them a few times a day just to make sure everything is running smoothly. Also, before I forget, when you have some ads that are really old and you're not running them anymore and you don't plan to run them, delete them. 
I've heard these horror stories and I don't want to scare you. Believe me, I run ads every single day. So I'm the last person to try to scare you not to run ads because I teach them in all my programs. But there was this story that I've heard a few times and it's basically kind of freaked me out at first because some people had gotten their ad accounts shut down because they had old ads in their account that were against the guidelines. They weren't running the ads, they were paused, but they were still in their account and they were clearly against the guidelines one way or the other. And they might've been really old and the guidelines have changed, who knows? And this could be an urban myth, I don't know. But what I suggest you do is just delete anything that you know you're not gonna use again in your ad account. Keep it really clean. Keep it really current. If you need to take some snapshots, definitely do so. But don't keep ads in there that you're never going to use because you never know what Facebook is looking at. They have access to all of your information in your ad account. And I just don't want an old ad to get you in trouble. Again, sometimes that feels like it could have been an urban myth. But what if it's true? Like, what's the point? Let's not keep it. Let's kind of clean it up. Now, getting back to tip number six, being mindful of your ad copy, I wanted to tell you a quick story of someone in my webinars that convert program right now. She had an ad running and she had a video ad that wasn't actually running at the time, but she had it in her account. And that video ad had a really cool script all about how to create a lead magnet. That's what her giveaway was. And then she had that script as a video and then she put it into text as well in an ad, almost word for word in some situations. So she was running that ad with the text with the script that she created about how to build up your email list with a cool giveaway. And then she had a few other ads running and her ad account got shut down. Now, when I watched the video that she created for this ad and I read the script, I thought it was fantastic. And I would never have guessed that there would have been any red flags. But when we looked into it further, I was able to get some feedback from somebody at Facebook about her ad account getting shut down. And what they told us is that you cannot over sensationalize claims and you also can't create a false sense of urgency. So let me read you exactly what my ad rep said. She said, while we allow lead generation ads, we don't allow those that are misleading to viewers. This includes ads that overstate, overgeneralize, or misconstrue outcomes or benefits of their products. We also don't allow ads that exaggerate the urgency or importance of an offer. And so when I went back into my students' video, and the reason I'm not going to put the video on my show notes is that I just want to protect my students. She probably doesn't want the whole world to know that she got her ads account shut down. But I went back to her video and watched it again. And there is a sense of urgency in there. And there is a sense of, you know, creating something so amazing that you just won't believe it. Like there's that excitement. It's it's almost like an undertone, which makes it really hard to kind of gauge what Facebook is thinking and feeling when it might come out as an undertone versus she didn't overtly say, You have until tomorrow to take me up on this and you're going to get a million dollars if you do this. Like it wasn't that kind of thing. So the reason I'm telling you this, and I don't want to confuse you even more, but the reason I'm telling you this is you really want to look at your text and ask yourself and ask those around you, the peers that you trust, do you think I'm overstating or overgeneralizing or misconstruing the benefits or outcomes? So really important. 
And one more thing I want to bring your attention to, and that is that my student then went on to say, okay, me, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. What do you think of sending ad traffic to a blog article all about getting a 10 X increase in organic reach for your video Facebook ads? Cause she teaches video Facebook ads as well. So she was going to say how to 10 X your organic reach. And so I went back to my rep and I asked her about this and this is what she said. She said, Amy, I do not have any benchmark information. So it's hard to say if 10 Xing your organic reach is acceptable. This metric will also probably vary significantly by advertiser. Now I will say that Facebook doesn't come out and make things really clear for me, or at least most people. So when I read into that, basically just to help you out to understand this, what I got from that is that when you're putting metrics out there that really cannot be benchmarked, you really don't know, well, then that could be a little dicey. You want to be careful with that. Now, you've got to kind of go at your own risk and go as aggressive as you feel that you can and what feels comfortable to you, because I like metrics in ad copy. I think they're important. But one thing that Rick and I kind of riffed about when I did this private training for my group is that we came to the conclusion that when you're talking about specific results, you can't promise them to the audience, but you can talk about your own experience. So when you're talking about your own experience and how you're going to share how you did something, that's a different conversation than telling people, I'm going to show you how to 10 X your organic reach on Facebook. Facebook is not loving those metrics because they're thinking, okay, well, by whose standards and what benchmarks are you using? So be careful with your numbers. And if you can try to make them more about a story you're telling versus a promise that you are putting out there in your ad. That's just one way to think about it. Now, another thing, since we're talking about ad copy, I had a situation where I was trying to run an ad. This was when I was promoting the profit lab in April And the ad said something like, are you struggling to make sales online? That was my first question. I always say, start your ad with an obvious yes question. And I knew my audience was struggling with that. I had done tons of surveys around it. So that was a great question for my audience because I would get a hand raised yes or heck yes from a lot of the people that were following me. Facebook disapproved the ad. And so we dug a little deeper and asked why. And they said, we don't want you to be negative in your ads. And I'm putting this in normal terms. They probably said it in a way that sounded like a whole different language to me. But when I finally figured it out, they don't want a bunch of negativity running through the news feeds. Like, do you feel tired? Are you fat? Are you a loser? Are you struggling to make sales? Like that's what they're, they're wanting to get away from. Not that we'd ever do those other things that I just mentioned, but you want to keep it on the positive. Another one of my students put out something like, is your energy lackluster and you feel like you are tired all the time? And that was disapproved as well. And if you think about it, if you come back to what Rick told me earlier, you know, remember what Facebook's doing. They're creating an amazing experience for their users. Who wants to see ad after ad after ad about, are you not getting sales? Do you have zero energy? Are you overweight? Like no one wants to see that, right? So we've got to put a positive spin to our copy 
and it's going to get approved much quicker than any negative thing that we would put out there. Now, Rick also shared with me some phrases to avoid, and I love these because it really helps you understand what Facebook doesn't like. So one of those was check out this trick. So instead of just telling them what you're going to show them, you're kind of baiting them, like check out this trick, click here, or here's something so-and-so isn't telling you, click here. It's what the tabloids used to do and they can't even get away with it on Facebook ads anymore, but I know Us Magazine would do this all the time. Do you wanna see the one, or you wanna hear the one big secret that so-and-so shared with so-and-so? Click here to find out. You can't bait people like that. So you wanna stay away from that kind of curiosity because basically it's not with integrity. Now, in addition to that, you do want to watch out for your copy and ad images as well, because we're still on number six, which is all about be really mindful of your ad copy, and that includes the copy in your ad images. So of course, no adult content. You're not trying to shock or disrespect anyone, nothing violent. I think these are things that are kind of a given, right? Also, you can't portray a non-existent functionality. This is something I learned a while ago. We used to put play buttons in our ad images, and this was years ago actually, because if we were sending people to a video or if there was a video on the landing page, we wanted people to click on our ad image thinking it was a video, and then it would just redirect them to my landing page where there was a video. So there was a video involved, but you can't do that. So the only time you're ever going to see on Facebook the play button in an ad is when it actually is a video ad which are really powerful. So it might be something you want to think about because that play button gets clicks for sure. Facebook also doesn't allow before and after images, which is such a bummer. But basically what they said is that they don't want anything that takes advantage of a person's misfortune. And so they, you can't portray ideal body images, which is really tough for the fitness industry. I know if you're in the fitness industry, you're probably shaking your head like, say and preach it, Amy, because this is one area that I know you guys get the bum deal because it's really hard to put images, especially if you're in a workout outfit or whatever, and you have your midriff showing, sometimes that won't get approved. And then the before and after pictures are a big no, no. And then the whole ideal body image thing could be an issue as well. So there are ways to work around it and you got to get creative. And I was at an event with Shalene Johnson and she was, you know, in the fitness industry and has a lot of her students in the industry as well. And someone asked about this and she said, get creative. There's other things that you can do and you don't have to show yourself in, you know, a workout outfit that's way too revealing or whatever it might be. So, and I trust her because she definitely knows Facebook ads and she knows her industry. So keep the faith. There are things you can do. And then lastly, you don't want to use the word Facebook or the Facebook logo in any of your ads. And that's more for my social media students. You know, if you're a social media manager or you teach Facebook like I do, you need to be really careful of that. Sometimes I can get away with putting FB instead of Facebook, but then sometimes I can't. It's, it's really random what gets approved and what doesn't get approved sometimes. But I feel like Facebook is cracking down more, so it's better that we just stay within their guidelines. Okay, so the next tip is to create a feel-good story. And with this tip, what I mean is that we wanna do just the opposite of what I just taught you. So, or not what I taught you, but what I pointed out. So instead of going down negative town with your ad, you wanna give it a flip. 
and you want to portray happy people and excited or enthusiastic or just, you know, overall a good feeling. So if someone sees your ad instantly, they're going to feel good about it not like they are less than. So I won't go into this one much because I already did with the flip side of it, but just think of your next ad. Think of the image you're including, the text. Will it make somebody feel good? If it will, then you're likely on the right track. Okay, moving on, tip number eight. Stick to your account's regular activity. This one I've had some students have an issue with recently in the webinars that convert group, and so it's, it's very fresh in my mind. The first thing is if you have a lot of people out of the country, let's say you're in the US and you have a lot of out of country VAs and they're logging into your Facebook account, that could be a red flag with Facebook because it looks like there's some weird activity going on possibly. So for those of you who have a lot of people logging into your Facebook ads account, you need to make sure you have Facebook business manager instead of just a regular ads account, you need to look into the business manager and I will link to information about that in my show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 82. It's not as fun to be quite honest, but it is necessary because you don't want it to ever look like there's some suspicious activity with your account because you will get it shut down. Now I have had a student that had some credit card issues, something, maybe her credit card number expired or something like that. And she had to replace it. And Facebook was waiting on some more information for her to identify herself with that new credit card. And she didn't get back to them and they shut down her account. So if you have no idea why your account got shut down, it makes no sense. No ads were running or nothing got disapproved. And something just seems really weird. The first thing I want everybody to do if you ever get your Facebook ad account shut down is continue to contact them. Usually you'll have a link in order to say, hey, this was wrong. My ad account shouldn't have been shut down, but I want you to be diligent and find as many ways as you can to get in touch with them. Now, that's not easy, I know, but if it were me, that's what I would do. Now, there's no guarantee either, but you never know. Like the example I gave you of my student earlier, we were able to get her account up and running again. Very rare, but sometimes when you're really persistent, it can work. Now, another thing though, is that if you have no idea why your account would ever be shut down, it could be a credit card issue. So I want you to look into that as well. You just never know. I hear so many different stories that I just wanted to give you some ideas as to how to troubleshoot. However, most people will come to me and they'll say, Amy, my ad account got shut down and it makes no sense. Like no way could I ever have ever broke any of the guidelines. And then typically what I'll do is I'll go on the person's landing page and right away I'll see a word that stands out. Like one of my students, I, she used the word guarantee something about guaranteeing you're going to get more clients or something like that. That is a huge red flag. You'll get your account shut down instantly. Never, ever use the word guarantee on your ad or your landing page. So I want you to dig a little deeper. If you feel like there's really nothing you've done, sometimes there might be. And also sometimes you get um, a bad situation where it might've been a little minor thing, but who knows, like, why would your ad account ever be shut down? Those are the times when I want you to really push and try to get that reinstated. Again, really unlikely, but I definitely would do it if it was me. Okay, moving on to tip number nine, pay attention to your overall activity because it all adds up. Now, this one really surprised me. I didn't realize this. And then I thought, okay, actually, that makes perfect sense. So we all have a history 
associated with every account. And Rick talks about this a lot in an interview he did in one of his episodes. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes. But when your ads are getting disapproved or if you have some unusual activity on your account, it all starts to add up. It puts actual marks on your account. And so what I don't want you to do is push the limits and just think, well, they'll just disapprove the ad if they don't like it. Well, if they disapprove many ads in a row, you're going to get your ad account shut down. So again, don't be fearful. Just be informed and know the guidelines. So know that your ad account does have a history. Now, does that mean if you get two ads disapproved right in a row, you're going to get shut down? No, there's no rhyme or reason. And I don't even know if Facebook wants us to know what that rhyme or reason is. Like it's not black and white. And I have this weird feeling that maybe Facebook likes it that way. Like they kind of want to keep us on our toes so we can't really game the system. And if that's the case, well, then we just need to make sure we pay close attention to those guidelines. And the last thing I'll tell you is that with your Facebook ads, I want you to focus on the relationship. So be casual, be friendly, and just know that I want you to focus on attracting new subscribers to your email list. I don't want you to focus on selling. Rarely will you ever see me sell anything through a Facebook ad. The only time I'll run an ad to a sales page is usually right before the cart closes. And When we are doing that, we might have some urgency in the ad, like 24 hours and the cart closes. Well, when you go to the sales page, there's a countdown timer that shows you you've got less than 24 hours. That's how we know there's urgency with integrity. It really is true. So there's a difference. Remember earlier I talked about the ad copy and you want to make sure that you don't have false urgency while telling someone, go do it now, click here now, don't miss out. That kind of thing is false urgency saying you have 18 hours before this program goes away. And then when you go to the sales page, that message is there as well. Then that's more of, you know, urgency with integrity. So I just wanted to point that out. But again, getting back to the final point of building relationships with your ads, the more you can send ad traffic to a blog post that's in front of an opt-in. And then maybe on that blog post, you have some kind of opt-in like I do with my podcast. Facebook again, loves that. The more you can give away great, valuable content without overpromising, overstating, or making it seem like the biggest deal in the world when you know that it really isn't. We've got to keep this in perspective. And the reason why I say be casual and friendly is if I was going to tell a friend that she really needed to do webinars, I can be passionate about it. Believe me, I am. And so if I was sitting down with a good friend over coffee and she had this great online training program and she's never done webinars, but she sold, you know, a a few pretty consistently through email marketing, I might say, oh my gosh, you've got to do webinars. Webinars can do this and this and this. And the greatest thing is when you do webinars, this could happen and blah, blah, blah. So I'd tell her, but I probably wouldn't say you can make a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days and you can do this and this and be a millionaire and you've got to act now. You've got to go get this blog post. You can't wait. Like I wouldn't talk to her like that over coffee, right? So the same goes for your ads. Look at your ad and just ask yourself, would I talk to a good friend like that or just a really great customer of mine? Or does that sound a little over the top? If it does, let's scale it back a bit in order to protect your ad account. Just something to think about. And then in your email marketing, you can create more of that urgency and more of that passion and be very specific about the results you want to get them. 
So you can talk about 10Xing and making a certain amount of money and you can talk about certain days and all that, like a countdown in your email marketing. I would just stay away from that in your actual ad and the landing page. But I think the biggest lesson I want you to take from this session is that one, you need to be informed, but two, you still need to take action. I don't want you not to do Facebook ads because you're afraid of getting your ad account shut down. I just want you to be informed. Also, I truly believe that Facebook ads are the most powerful, the most powerful social ad that you can do. The targeting, the ability to get out in front of people in really unique ways, and the fact that they have over a billion active users kind of helps a lot as well. So all of those combined, Facebook ads are definitely something I want you to have in your marketing arsenal. I just want you to be really mindful when you're creating those ads. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this session as much as I have. I want to thank Rick Mulready for all the help you give me in terms of understanding how to protect my Facebook ads account. As you can see, I've learned a lot from you, Rick. So thanks for being a great friend and for helping me out with this. Also, I'm going to link to a few different articles in my show notes, as I promised. So make sure you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 82 to get all of those links in case you want to dive deeper into this topic. And I created a cheat sheet with all of these tips and a little commentary on each of them that I want you to actually download, print out, and keep near you next time you set up your Facebook ads. You can get that by going to amyporterfield.com forward slash 82 download, or you can text the phrase 82 download to the number 33444. Again, thank you so very much for being here. I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.